Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the lead strategist, your host of Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, where individuals come to learn how to create wealth through real estate investing. And today I have Adam Colo J. Chick Koch. He's a VP of growth at PadSplit, the country's largest co-living marketplace specifically designed for workforce. Um, I love what these guys are doing. I mean, it's really interesting. And I have a ton of questions for you, Adam. Uh, and I know that what I just shared with the audience is not do any justice. Cause so just please tell us a little bit more about yourself first. No, thank you. Really excited to be here and talk to you about PadSplit. Um, so Adam Cole, JJ Koch, I work on the growth side of the house at PadSplit, which really involves um, our sales, general management and marketing functions. And I was involved, I've been involved with PadSplit for the last three years, um, but even more so before that. And so like my journey into co-living started in 2016. My my buddy and I had purchased a property. We were looking to, to lease it out. Um, and we kind of, we were looking around the market and everything was really expensive that people were renting for in that particular area of the city. And we were trying to understand, um, is this is this trend going to continue? Could it really continue? We got a little nervous and we said, well, hey, what if we rent this by the room? We will probably make a little bit more than, you know, we could have traditionally renting out this unit, but we'll always be able to keep our unit by the room basis at an incredibly low basis. Um, and I think at that time, we were unsure if we'd be able to fill, um, you know, a units by the room. So we started doing it. Um, we filled all the rooms very quickly. And a lot of those residents have stayed with us kind of over the course of the five years. And so it was just like this that, wow. up until this point. And we haven't had to increase any, any rent because we've been making a pretty good yield on those units. We've had those individuals stay. And it just clicked for me, at least, of like, wow, this is a very interesting concept. And so at that time, Atticus, our, our founder of PadSplit, had been, he fell into this way before I did. And so I was pretty late to the game. And, I, you know, he reached out to me. I, I reached out to him. I can't remember which. I'm just like trying to understand more of can you, uh, you know, renting out a single family house, taking a single family house, um, using a playbook to kind of develop different room structures, you know, listing that room on a particular site. Can you drive traffic and demand and can you solve the pain points that people have with co-living? And so he was further along this journey than I was. And so it took me about two years to convince him to hire me. Um, but, uh, you know, finally kind of made it into pad split um, and have been thankful to work here in different areas over the last three years. So pad split though, in general is, is that we're a two-sided marketplace similar to Airbnb um, in, in, in a marketplace setting where we provide a playbook to hosts or property owners in each market. They can take a single family house. They can divide that up into particular rooms and we provide a playbook for that. You list those rooms on this marketplace. And then what we do is we drive traffic with demand to the site. We do um, background checks, income verification. That member would then book that room 
And then we have a platform to help manage that, uh, the facilitation of that management um, while also providing like a 24 seven support line to help manage co-living. And so I think about, you know, people have been doing this for a very, very long time. I think there's a lot of pain points associated with co-living, which is placement, which is uh, management of members and its collections. And we take, we built a, a marketplace or a product or a platform that helps solve those three things. Um, and so what we're really trying to do is scale affordable. And, and I guess the kicker to all this is by doing this, you can actually create a really affordable units. And we know that we have a massive um, housing shortage, affordable housing crisis in all of our cities across the, the U.S. and beyond, where hosts can really provide um, cheap, safe, and affordable housing very quickly. And so we think about what each of our cities is trying to do to combat the affordable housing crisis. We already have existing infrastructure. And so with PADS, but you can take that playbook and create affordable units very, very quickly which has allowed us to become the largest co-living kind of platform. But we, we currently have over 5,200 units and we're continuing to expand in a number of markets throughout the U.S. And we've been able to do that at a fraction of the cost um, that it would normally take to create affordable housing. And we've been able to scale, um, you know, 5,000 units. We're looking to, to you know, double that over this next year. Um, and so it's, just a, it's just a rapid way to provide density, supply and affordable housing in each of our markets. So you said fifty two hundred units. Is that actual units or doors, or is that is, that, is that's that doors? That's, that's actual so, doors, right? Yeah. And, okay, cool. Yeah. So I got a ton of questions. The first question is: So I love, I love it. I lived in a, I rented a room in a basement. So understand the concept of people that don't have uh, large incomes. This is great. That's a great solution. If someone is listening and they're like, "Oh, I love that idea. I have this house," right? But man, you're not you're not in my market. Um, can they still use your playbook and then apply it in their market where they are? The, the current kind of debacle that we're having now of how do we expand? How do we how do we go to different markets? What's the best use of of resources? Um, and so, uh, you know, right now we have in the playbook you provide a furnished uh, bedroom. So that is 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 a is a desk or, or light or um, you know bed different artwork. I think what's interesting about having a marketplace is that people have taken that to different levels. So there's like a minimum that we we talk about in providing and now hosts, because what you're really trying to create similar to Airbnb is a really good housing and living experience. And some have taken that beyond. So now some, some hosts are putting like full desks, they have different tiers, they have TVs, they're doing all these different things that we don't think we ever really thought about early on. And so people have started to evolve. And I think that's the kind of beauty or, or at least learning or understanding that I have is that people that provide a really good member experience tend to have really, really good outcomes. So why should we limit that? And so people have kind of evolved that piece. So, you know, in the future, will people be able to do this with unfurnished rooms and, and you know, require that other our residents of bring that? I can see that in the future. But as right now, you know, you provide a furnished room and a first living um, experience for those particular members. Like right now, we are in Atlanta all throughout Florida, uh, Richmond, Indianapolis, New Orleans, in Texas, uh, specifically Houston, Dallas, Vegas, um, and then looking to push into Phoenix, Kansas City, and Salt Lake. Um, and so what do you do when you're outside those markets? We've thought about that, and we've, we've started to craft our, our marketplace or, or product to be able to allow for hosts to start to list anywhere. We have found that with density and with launching and kind of like really proving the concept in these markets, a lot of our 
member base, um, you know, stays with us for the course. Our average tenure is about nine months. And so our members stay with us and they might transfer in between units to try to figure out like the perfect map for co-living. Maybe you don't like your resident. You want to be able to transfer to some or your other roommates. You want to transfer to somewhere else. That density we have found has really provided a really good experience for our members and hosts. And so, you know, I would love if anyone anywhere can can list and that's like our vision. And that's like the next iteration of these steps. But right now we're in those specific markets. We do have an offering to, if you wanted to take this playbook and have co-living anywhere in the US, you can. Um, and we have a you know a specific program for that, but we're really focusing on really building density in these specific markets and then starting to chip away at the rest of the, at least the US and hopefully beyond. So we have an offering and we're looking to build that out so that people can list anywhere. That said, we really want to guide people to these core markets where we have proven success where we have that density, um, where we know, um, I think there's this like expectation that like, I, I personally believe that anyone, anywhere there's, there's a need for this. Um, I think everyone is, every city's on their journey of co-living and I just don't know where each city is at with that. Uh, meaning that there's certain cities where people feel much more comfortable renting a room, whereas in other cities they might not. And so I think that's been our kind of like our push and pull of, you know, which markets are more successful within that to start? And then where do we want to go? And it's not to say that your market um, isn't isn't prime for co-living. I just think every city is on that journey. And so understanding that's really important. In real estate, we have a saying, you make your money when you buy. However, the margins when you rent by room and your return on investment typically is higher. So I like that idea what is your average rent room rents for in in all of these things that you know like just overall in your portfolio? So one of the pieces I didn't talk about that is is really important is we actually we rent by or we we list we price by the week. And so what we have found is that by staying with um, this particular population on a weekly basis, it, it maps out more to um, when individuals get paid when um you know the 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 there's an affordable aspect of just of, of providing like week to week options and so our commitments are longer um but people um pay by the week and so we normally price things out by the week which is about i think 160 dollars a week it comes out to be about 700 and 750 700 is like an average room that includes all utilities that includes wi-fi that includes all those aspects but if you can imagine now I've taken this single family house that might have rented for call it $1,400 and let's just use that number for a particular market. And now all of a sudden I'm adding kind of six to seven bedrooms. I'm now, my top line has increased 2X, if not right. more beyond that. And so I, I do have a lot of yield, um, a much higher yield. That, and I'm also providing an affordable unit for for everybody in those cities. And so it, it, I've never seen a. I think what drew me here and, and what I would want to promote is I've never seen a really clear alignment um, within that. Like normally, somebody is there's a, normally a loser as part of a marketplace, or someone's gaining more than the other. But it's it's been really fascinating to see that you can create um, additional yield for property owners and hosts while also providing affordable units and continuing to keep them affordable for the population of your city or people that are renting and, and, and workforce housing and individuals that actually need. Um, or that need housing and they need it now. Just go back to answering your question of around seven hundred dollars is the average room rent. Um, that you know that gauges right. There's some rooms that rent for about five hundred dollars a month, and then upwards of a thousand uh, in particular markets. Average is around seven hundred, and you know our average kind of room 
makeup per property is about seven rooms. And so that's how you can kind of back into some of those numbers. So seven bedrooms when you say rooms. Yes. Wow. Really interesting. So um, someone may have a property that's a three, two or three, one. Do you take the living room out? Or do you leave a general family area? Do you keep uh, dishes in the kitchen, right? The, the the space and how to utilize that. And then, you know, dishes and kind of these other type of amenities. Um, you know, if you, if you map out a particular house, there's, there's additional space. There's a, there's always like a living room, there's a dining mm-hmm. room, and maybe there's some like an additional family space. Um, we, we, you know, in our playbook, you would create rooms out of those. And that's where your, your, your mm-hmm. fractional kind of model comes in yep. where, um, that said, there are hosts that, you know, have provided additional things that we never thought about from a standard piece. We, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it makes sense to you when you're asking the question now, but I think when we thought about it originally, or at least my iteration of it was plates and these other type of amenities didn't come up. I was just really trying to make sure that we had like clean, safe, affordable. That was me. Yeah. And then, and then now hosts are really taking that to the next level where some hosts are offering or, or, or stocking the kitchen or doing particular things in that way that allow um, for a better experience for members, which then leads to better outcomes, better tenure, all of those pieces. Um, and so, yes, you would ima- imagine your, your typical kind of, kind of layout of a house of a living room, dining room, your typical kind of three, two call it. And then maybe in a family room or something like that. And now I'm converting all three of those rooms. And then maybe there's some additional space that I'm able to get uh, an additional bedroom out of. Uh, but I think the the notion that we talk about with a lot of hosts is think about the experience you would want to create for somebody living in your, your house. And hosts are much more inventive than we are in providing that experience. And it's been awesome to see the iteration of that. And so where hosts are providing an additional um, amenities, uh, dishes, stocked kitchen, you know, uh, multiple fridges, things that like really um, have provided a better member experience, which then lead to better returns um, and for that, you know, particular property owner. Hmm. Man, my wheels are spinning, brother. Based on what you said, the cities you're in, you're on larger metro areas, right? Larger cities, yeah. metro. Um, do you find that this concept works and in the suburbs, those of us that are not in large cities and not in large metros, do you find that this works in more rural areas or suburban areas or not? Um, I mean, I think I think uh, if you think about it, at least I'll, I'll talk about Atlanta. Like I think originally we were we were in its center core and then throughout time have expanded out on different rings throughout the city. And so now I would say that in some of our properties, and I might even be 45 minutes an hour outside the city and people and and i think it's really centered in on where there are particular um like job centers right that that then people need to live or want to live close to where they work and so i think even even us we're learning as hosts continue to open up particular um you know suburbs or however you want to think about it further away from the center core of a city that have been successful I think for us, we're still learning through that. Um, so that's the one piece around suburban. From rural, I mean, I often talk to my sister about this because she she serves that community uh, from a policy perspective, and and she she's combating the same things when she said, "Hey, you know, you guys need to be in these rural communities." Um, and so I think like that's a, I, I think at the at the highest level, that thesis of like creating affordability um, is everywhere. Um, you know, we are, we're centered originally in cities, but again, like our, our vision is to anyone, anywhere can list uh, a property and, you know, that someone will be able to book. 
And I think like empowering hosts that know the markets that they're in way better than we do, just having a tool to then facilitate that is what we're really trying to get to. Because the need is everywhere um, from, from like, you know, my understanding and from the conversations that I've had, it's just always, it's just top in mind of every single city and every single, whether you're rural or urban, you're dealing with affordability in some way. Um, and this is a particular solution to that and a very quick, um, quick solution to it as well. And so that is our goal. Um, you know, we have, we have a few units that have kind of popped up as part of like a pad split type of anywhere view in, in smaller communities that have done, that have done well. And there's some that have not done well. And so I think it's really just you as in the investor know the market the best. And this is a playbook and a tool that you can use to um, bring affordable units to your community. Um, and I think that's ultimately what we're trying to get to. So so I, I'm familiar. I mean, when I used to rent a room, I was it was a long time ago. It was word of mouth. Um, and it was in New York City. So that's common in New York City even in the 90s, right? How do people find you, right? How do people find Passplit? And I mean, to, to, to be like incredibly clear, like we, we, we do not do the reactive and proactive kind of on the ground maintenance. But what we do is we do placement. We do member like verification and background. We do collections. We remit those collections and we provide a product to, for, to facilitate maintenance tickets move in, move out requests, move in requests, those types of things. But we do not do, we do have a, a property management option and vendors in each of our markets that do reactive and proactive maintenance, but we do not, um, you know, we do not do that specific piece. You know, if you go to rooms for rent, like a Google paid search, there's right. now in Atlanta specifically 5,000 people plus a month that are looking for a room that, that wow. like indicate that search. And so we have an amazing marketing team that we've built out um that kind of captures that demand there we obviously word of mouth and referrals is still exists and so we do promote that pretty heavily um and then we also are striking up particular partnerships in each of our cities or markets where um you know there is a need for affordable units and and yeah and so and so thinking about like your your larger like grocery chains or other type of you know specific industries that kind of drive that uh, market striking up partnerships to kind of help the, the, pro, get get that notice in front of um, their particular employees that might need um, an affordable place to stay. So you know we those are the kind of the three aspects or buckets around like we have a lot of marketing, paid marketing, we're in all of the different social channels. But I think like in general, there's just been such a movement, um, you know, towards room rentals. I think it's you know, and again, this is not a foreign concept. Years ago, this was a very common practice, and I think that we have moved away from that, and now it's kind of moving back to that piece. But it's not a. I think it's just being, um, you know, whatever it's talked about more. People are searching it more, and we can capture that demand. And so that's kind of how we look at some of these markets too. It's it's, you know, does does the smaller market? I'll go back to my iteration of where are people on their co living journey or each city. I think about I'm from Boise, Idaho originally, and I like to look at that as my barometer. And not until the last two years are people really looking for rooms. There was always a, there was always an affordable option, and Boise has really changed over the last um, you know two or three years when it comes to affordability. It's it's very expensive to live there, and so now people are being pushed or pushed to then being able to rent a room. Like there's always gonna people always are gonna need housing, and um, I think that's just where are people on their co living journey. But if I look at Boise now, there's a lot more posts on 
on Craigslist, Facebook, wherever, trying to find a room for rent. And I think what we provide is a very consistent, a very clean, a safe, affordable unit that then has transparency, where you know everyone that has gone through the process has been vetted. You know, um, you know, you know that income has been verified. You know that like the person you're living with has gone through our background checks. Whereas, where if you look at Craigslist or these other markets, um, they have a lot of liquidity there. There's a lot of people looking for rooms everywhere. There's just not a standard that people follow um, when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the, the safety aspects of that too. And so I think that's what we're trying to provide. So got away from your question a little bit, but there's a lot of people searching for rooms for rent. And, um, you know, we're trying to capture that market. That's outstanding, man. I really, really like what you guys do. So if people want to connect with you, Adam, how do people find you? How do people connect with you? How do people, um, they want to get involved with you? Maybe they're listening. Maybe they're in Atlanta. Maybe they're in one of those major markets, or maybe they're not, right? Like I am. And hey, we're interested in using that option. Yeah, I would ask them to go to padsplit.com and go to our host section. And from there, you can sign up for additional information. One of our account um, executives will be able to get in touch with you. And you'll be able to learn a lot, little bit more about our program there. I, I think in general, with the shift in market that you were just talking about, um, you know, we in co-living fractional models will always have a, the highest yield. Um and when we think about increasing interest rates and we think about, um, you know, people that might have played a particular buy and flip game that are now having to hold the property, um, you know, looking at our model as a way to increase yield will, will always be the, the highest yield um, for like a single family unit. And then additionally, like on the policy piece, um, there's an, a massive push towards creating affordability in each of our cities. And I think... I've had a number of debates or conversations around Airbnb versus pad split. And I think about our current Atlanta market and there's specific policies that have been put in place to limit the amount of vacation rentals in each of our markets. And, you know, this is just a movement towards that where you're actually housing uh, people in your community. And so there's like a call to action from not just like creating, um, you know, a passive income and creating your yield, but, but really making a difference in your community that, um, that is recognized, right? And, and that you're actually serving the members of your community and what what they're in some of the housing uh, needs that they currently have. And so, you know, go to go to padsplit.com. We have a host section with a lot of information on how to become a host um, and how to be part of our program. If you are a member listening, you can go to the same site um, and, and and you know apply to become a member of our um, to book a pad split. Uh, you know, but again, I think there's a lot of shifting things in our market, and I'm very um, I'm very excited that we exist to provide that option to not just investors, but then people in communities that still need, that will always need affordable units. Just about to wrap it up, but I do have another question for you. You find that, you know, Airbnb obviously is, is being regulated in some cities heavily where you could and you can't. And, you know, there's some players that just don't want it. And people sometimes don't want Airbnb. What's the difference here, right? Like, why would a city, you tell me if I'm on a council, if I'm on a city council and I have to pick, right? Like if I have to vote on, well, yeah, we want Airbnb or we don't want short term. Why is this okay? And that's not. Yeah. I, I, I think the very clear answer is you are providing affordable options for people in your community versus vacation rentals. I mean, it, I think it's as clear as that. Um, 
I think we'll always go through and have these kind of conversations and, and challenges of, of how to like develop co-living in each market. But I think like the thesis of what we're trying to solve is to create units in your city. And so if you're a city council person, and I think this has started to happen, right, where Airbnb just listed some type of policy in Atlanta where you can only have two Airbnbs and one has to be your primary residence. And I think 54, 50-ish, I'm not sure. I saw, I think 54 is ringing in my mind for some reason, percent of Airbnb hosts that had more than two units. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with those units, but they they can no longer be Airbnbs. Um, well, be, because it create you know, that, that supply was being eaten up by vacation rentals versus housing your community. And so to me, it's just like, it's a very obvious answer, a very obvious like solution, or sorry, if I'm having to pick a choice, which one am I going to pick? I think there's going to be always areas where Airbnbs are needed in particular markets will always do really, really well. And you're providing a really good experience. I think that, you know, people have chased after that to create yield and have not thought about what that actually does to a city. I'm taking that housing unit off of the housing market to create a vacation rental versus having it be rented out to your, as a traditional SFR, or maybe even rented out as a pad split to house more people. Um, to me, it's, it's a very clear choice. Um, and I think we're having more and more of those types of conversations. And I've nothing, you know, I'm not an Airbnb expert. I have nothing against Airbnb. I've, I've hosted myself. I've, you know, obviously I've booked a few Airbnbs in my, in my time, and I very enjoy. I very much enjoyed the experience and product, and will always use it. Um, I just think, like you know, there's a limit to all of this, but there's no limit to creating affordability in our cities. Or we're, you know, we're tens of thousands of units away from it. There's forty thousand people in Atlanta that are in, you know, on a wait list for a housing voucher. It's really hard to look at that number and then say, okay, well, what if we increased a bunch more Airbnbs? I just think that there's got to be better solutions. And I think that we're one of those. That's awesome, man. That's amazing. Again, guys, if you want to connect with Adam and Pat Split, go to patsplit.com and learn more. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being here. Ladies, gentlemen, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.